Welcome to Pleb Chain Radio, a live show brought to you by Plebs for Plebs, which focuses on the intersection of Nostra and Bitcoin protocols. Join QW and Avi as they run down the weekly news and developments, breaking down the current thing and the future frontier with the foundation of decentralization, the builders, thinkers, doers, and plebs. All right, we are live. Welcome, gentle plebs, to episode number 24 of Pleb Chain Radio. Today is Thursday. You heard that right. Not Friday. Thursday. August 17th, 2023, Uh, it is 7.03 p.m. Eastern Time in the U.S. We have a great guest, great show ahead of you, Martel Fox, CEO of Layer 4 Talent, joins us to talk about, well, to give us all jobs in Bitcoin. We're all uh, to, to help us deal with our existential dread of working fiat jobs. No, I'm kidding. She's going to talk to us about uh, all the wonderful work she's doing there, uh, helping Bitcoiners find jobs in the industry. In a short while, Marseille from the Nostra Report joins us to take lead us through the lightning round, a weekly recap of all the news and events. And we're sad to say it might be the last one Marseille does for the next two or three months. Happy for her because she's going to be traveling and on the road uh, for the next three months. So we'll try and convince her to do one from the road. But if not, this might be the last one for a while. But first, QW, we're uh, excited to introduce a new segment, which we call the sermon. <laughs> you know, we got to keep it. Ga- we got to keep them guessing, keep uh, building the show forward. Um, Avi, I got to I got to ask because there's rumors. I know we're doing this on Thursday. I believe you're traveling tomorrow, but there's I, there's people close with the matter that uh, I heard you're actually traveling to uh, audition for maybe some other podcasts. Are you uh, <laughs> using me as a stepping stone? There is no truth uh, to that at all qw and if i'm not mistaken uh, that rumor emanated from you and it's and it it's the the population uh that rumor has spread to is just one. Oh well well Pe- 10 now so people stage. close to the matter is just uh me okay i got that so i mean with your traveling uh i mean you gotta think i'm i, I it's tough for me to travel uh in general just because well, not just because I have a six, seven month old, um, it, but maybe it's because I'm looking at this halving cycle and I'm thinking about sats. I'm thinking about stacking. I'm thinking about uh, low time preference in the in the grand scheme. Um, you know, is traveling best right now? Uh, it, you know, do I spend my sats? Do I save my sats? Um, I, I noticed that you do go to a lot of uh, conventions. You go to a lot of uh, events. You you are a little bit of an enjoyer. Uh, with that said, um, who's right? Uh, you know, who, is it the purist or is it the, uh, the the person that enjoys their adventures or enjoys their life? Uh, I know. You know, I, I just curious about that. Yeah, I don't think we're going to solve the question of who is right or who's wrong uh, in in the fifteen minutes or so that we have. Uh, but I will say, so I mean, just taking a step back, QW, right? It's uh, if you look at the fiat way of doing things, I think almost all of us, certainly Bitcoiners, will admit and acknowledge that there is something terribly wrong about that, which is th- this high time preference, uh, which means prioritizing short term gratification over 
longer term thinking, right? As opposed to low time preference, which prioritizes the latter, the the longer term thinking over short term pleasure and gratification. Uh, in the in the fiat way, just be, uh, it partly could be or mostly could be a symptom of the purchasing power diminishing due to inflation, due to this rampant money printing, right? That people feel that they have to spend. And more often than not, they spend money they don't have because we live in a credit system, right? Credit-based system. Money they don't have on things they don't need because they've been manipulated by this advertising captured uh, economy. So that that I just want to say that off the bat. Now, uh, m- meaning that that's... That that is certainly a problematic way of living life, in my opinion. That said, I do feel like low time preference thinking has been dialed up to eleven by many people, which is a lot of folks say, "Well, I'm going to deprive myself of everything because I want to build a generational. I want to keep stacking stats. That's all I do. I'm going to sell all my shares." Obviously, that's a bit of an exaggeration, right? But but I mean, it's indicative of a mindset that uh, I will deprive myself for my future generations, uh, my children, my grandchildren, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, but what, what I find with that is, as a father, right, uh, of a 13-year-old, almost 13-year-old boy now, uh, what I found is children appreciate uh, the time and the attention that their parents spend with them more than uh potentially just you know dying and leaving them with two bitcoin or 10 bitcoin or whatever whatever your stacking potential was right in your lifetime so you've got to live life and and it's not just for kids right uh it's uh, it's also for yourself um the conferences i've traveled to uh i have been some of the most incredible experiences i've gotten to meet so many wonderful people like martel i met her at amsterdam last year uh, and then Mar- I had the pleasure of meeting Marseille at a few conferences this year. And it's been such an enriching and rewarding experience that, you know what, the point, well, what the, the 1 million or whatever, 5 million sats I would have saved by not going to those conferences, I, I'd rather let those go because those experiences were well worth it and they enriched my life. Yeah, and there's uh, there, I mean, in our in our Bitcoin community or uh, just just pleb culture in general, uh, we have a lot of extremes, and and that's great. I mean, it really is. You have the the purist that you know might be a hermit, might be in uh, uh, Sats poverty, uh, might not even have a couch uh, because they're stacking so hard. Um, you know, on the flip side, you know, you got Avi uh, who's who's doing steak dinners. I mean, it, 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 they'll call him he's short Bitcoin, uh, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day. Uh, what 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 do we really want? We want a decentralized uh, we want a decentralized uh, a currency. So I mean, the longer it goes up, down, left, right, um, dips, uh, bear market, that's all great. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, we we just want sats that we can afford globally. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's it, it, you know, for me, you know, I'll. I'm not going to lie. I'll, I'll do some bologna sandwiches on the week. Yeah, you know, finding that compromise, uh, you know, yeah. between the, uh, the the steaks and the bologna, it's all good. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think we can all just take that low time preference, uh, chan- you know, take our energy in general and, and just vibe with each other um, and understand that we're, yeah. we're, we're all from different uh, wavelengths. Agree, QW. And, and look, I, I don't... 
I, I want to preface what I said earlier uh, to say that I, I don't mean to sound insensitive, right? I do come from a place of relative financial privilege, right? I'm not a millionaire, but I'm I haven't I don't you uh, haven't struggled, and I don't struggle uh, for money, right? Uh, that said, I make sure that I acquire more Bitcoin um, than I spend. Now, unfortunately, I have a proclivity for maritime misadventure, so I don't have any Bitcoin. Uh, but that's a separate issue. Yeah, and I think the the greater, uh, the, the, I mean, the greater idea is everybody just kind of have a plan. What's your stacking plan? Um, you know what 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 it is in your life. I mean, does it does it kind of dial up when you look at those cycles? You know, uh, you know, I for me, I kind of gamify poverty. I, I kind of see that the cycles come, and I know it's going to be uh, the having. Um, historically, it goes up after that, so maybe I dial down my spending in that time and, and up my stacking. Um, there's definitely ways to compromise, um, but at the end of the day, you you want a healthy lifestyle. You want you you know I, I want my wife to love me. You know I don't want her to think I'm just uh, a hobo that uh, that just eats bologna sandwiches. So you know there's certainly some compromise uh, that that we can move forward with. Yeah, and 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 you know what, if your kid wants to go to the amusement park and it's within your budget, you should. Right. If, if your kid wants to go out for for ice cream or for or for dinner or or on vacation somewhere to the beach, you should do that because your 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 child is going to cherish the time uh, and the attention that you provided for him or for her. Right. Right. So um, you know how to balance life. Um, that's, that's really all, all, all you know, I, I think about that and I look at that with the, within our community and I, I, I love the, the, the kind of arguments that we have within, within our, within our space. Um, and I think it just makes us all better. Um, you know, we grow together and we grow through friction. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Avi. I, I'll, I promise I won't, uh, call you short Bitcoin anymore when you have a stake. I'll go to a conference or go to the conference or, <laughs> Because there are a few coming up. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least one of us can represent Plub Chain Radio on the road. Uh, and uh, Marseille, she's the, uh, the 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 one that represents Nostra Report everywhere she goes. Uh, so it, it's a beautiful thing to have at least someone dangling out in the wild. It is indeed. So QW, before we go to the lightning round, um, there was, um, I think, there was one other point that that just came, that just happened before we started the show, uh, which sort of ties in nicely into what we're talking about, which is today's crash that was triggered by everyone's favorite shitcoiner, Elon Musk. Yeah, apparently X uh, X uh, well Wall Street Journal reported that uh, X sold their uh, three hundred twenty million something like that. I it's fresh news. SpaceX. SpaceX, yeah. What did I say? X. I said X. So SpaceX. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, they they sold theirs. Uh, you know what? It's not for them. You know, Bitcoin's for the people south of Richmond. If you know what I mean. That's my that's my thoughts. So get get rid of all these big uh, big wallets out there that that have no uh, you know care for the future. I, I don't see corporations being our our future uh, as far as decentralized uh, freedom. So that's uh, I'm I'm all for it. Bring Moscow time down to five thousand. I like that math. Let's we got to get some in there um, 
before the next halving. Yes, 5,000 Moscow time, or 50, hours, I should say, uh, is a good time. And, and Kirabi, you know, that reminded me of something that you were talking about um, when we were just ch chit-chatting about one of your uh, clients or contractors, if I'm not mistaken, who's, who's yeah, stacking. Yeah, so I have a customer. Oh, yeah. um, he, he's been uh, he's been in Bitcoin since about 2017. Uh, he was running a hedge fund at one point, um, and he just he got into Bitcoin. He's like, I'm I'm all in. He, he got rid of all his uh, markets uh, market money that he had. And he went all in Bitcoin. Uh, kind of a you know, uh, he's a cool dude, but um, he wants me to do contract work. Uh, he texts me. He's like, basically, he's he's like, hey, let's let's look at this uh, closer to the having. So, I mean, he's planning his life around this having cycle, which is interesting. I mean, you know, that's the kind of what we were talking about. Um, but it, it, it's funny that uh, you know we have so much uh, uh, conviction in the actual cycles themselves, in a way, based off history, uh, but also based off math. Uh, and you look at the hash rates and everything. I mean, it, it, it seems like everything's on our side if you zoom out. Uh, but I, I think it's interesting that there are actual pe successful people out there that do that do bank on that, too. Oh, it's heartening. <laughs> That's happening. Um, great. With that said, we'll hand it off to Marseille to lead us through the lightning round. Hello. Welcome to the lightning round with Marseille. Oh, so, wonderful intro there. I want to start today with something that's not part of the news, but it should definitely be talked about more. And uh, he's not here, but I want to give a shout out to Tatum because he wrote a heartfelt note on a matter that a lot of us could relate. Um, hey, Marcel, real quick, this you're talking about Tatum turn up the host yes. of Between Two Asics. Yes. Yep. Well, two A6. But yeah, A6. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> yeah. What? Ask what? <laughs> okay. So, yes, I'm talking about Tatum. He did a, a very brave note on um, depression and suicide uh, that hit close to home. And I just want to, like, give it a shout out. I know a lot of people are struggling right now uh with the same feelings and i want to remind everyone that if they ever need to talk to someone um i'm i'm saying i'm not a professional but you can always come and i'll have a heartfelt conversation with you and if you need counseling of any type you if you're in the usa you can dial 988 and there's a website that i'll be sharing i think the nasa report will be sharing something on this tomorrow so that everyone can go into it no matter where you are in the world you can talk to someone because we should be speaking more about these kind of things um health mental health is very important and is mainly not a priority for a lot of people so i want to shout out and thank tatum for starting the conversation because it takes a lot of guts to open up about these kind of things so yes yeah i must say real quick on that i it was a heartfelt note that uh, tatum put up a day or two ago and what was remarkable about it is him talking about how everything seemed normal, right? It was, but but it just happened. It came out of nowhere. Uh, and I think that's scary, especially for, for parents who are raising children. And you're like, you, you think you're doing the best you can, but uh, you just never know where these feelings come from. Yes, exactly. Um, I used to think, uh, well, my depression hit when I was in the middle of medical school. And I remember thinking, like, I understand that is my brain not working correctly? 
But even though I understood how my brain worked and I knew it was just chemicals in there, there was no way for me to control it. So I understand that it, even with all that knowledge is really hard. And being so young, like he said he was when he was going through this, it takes a lot of guts to get through it. I'm really happy he did because if not, we wouldn't have a Tatum and he's one of the most amazing people I know. So yes, I, I think that if you are going through this or you know someone going through this, please feel free to reach out, uh, contact the professional, don't let this sit. Even if everything feels normal, check out on, check, check on your friends, check on everyone because you never know what's going on in someone's head. Yeah, and I think last week I, I shared a post because I saw it and I was like, holy crap, um, I, I think we hit a record again in the U.S., almost 50,000 uh, suicides. So there's definitely a mental, a lot of mental struggles out there. So yeah, help, so, help where we can. That's it. Exactly. Let's all help when, where we can. And yes, so that's my way of starting the lightning round. Now let's get started with some tech news. And I'm going to go through this kind of quick because they're kind of like a lot. I don't know what happened to clients this week. So let's start with the fact that Mutiny was down earlier and it's back online. So great. Everyone uses Mutiny. Good luck. It's back up. Hey, and um, shout out to Mutiny. I think they were zapping people during the Zapathon today. Maybe they felt bad. Good, good. Thank you, Mutiny. Everybody appreciates that. You know, everybody loves a good sack. Um, Geyser started with uh, the week very intense, but also they launched a progressive web app. Um, I don't know what that means with progressive, but it's an app on Geyser, so that's there. Progressive um, web app is just an app that you can kind of uh, you can basically put an icon on your phone home screen, and it's a link to the web the web itself. Uh, so that's it. I mean, oh, in well, general, then, layman's terms, that, that's basically it. You can basically have an, what appears to be an app on your phone. You click it, and it just brings up that web. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, the NASA report is the same, so everyone, we're also like that. <laughs> then, um, so, NASA.net.org um, adds Bitcoin block info on a quick note-taking extension. So, EFN announced that, and that sounds pretty cool. So check it out. Um, also, the liquid open source, isn't that cool? I like liquid. I think I'm one of their three users. So I love it <laughs> that it's open source. And everyone can now go look it under the hood. Um, Wallet of Satoshi also announced for iOS that you can now buy and sell Bitcoin again. This used to be something that they were they had before and then removed it and now it's back on. So their latest version, if you haven't updated, you can now buy and sell Bitcoin using Wallet of Satoshi. No store test flight updated with improved performance and it has uh, better notification clearing, which I love because it was kind of annoying before. So thank you, Nostor, for that. Now, SUS announced that it opened up SUS in a new version on the, it's called Mainnet Alpha, builds to community supporters. So basically anyone who has donated um, and it, uh, has helped SUS, they have access to this. And it has new embedded and in-app node and LSP. So cool. Then uh, Milgen is asking people for feedback so that they can redesign the Primal feed. There's a lot going on with Primal's feed right now. Ooh, so yeah. Our, our beloved corn, I think, uh, <laughs> threw, threw a little gasoline on some. Hey, uh, 
Might have started fire there. Yeah. Are, we, are we opening that can of worms? <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Well, that's 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 pretty early. Uh, we'll we'll let it marinate a little bit. Let's let's let the emotion settle. <laughs> I'm gonna move on. <laughs> Talk about. Um, so Owen announced that there is a cool story behind Event Sapper, which is a new tool that lets you sap speakers at conferences and events, and it appears on screen. It's similar to SAP Life. Uh, I think this is going to be super cool for Nostracia, so can't wait to use that out. Then we3.do, it's Noster integrated URL shortener. So basically like what Twitter does when it makes your, your links, uh, now it's called X, I'm sorry, well, it makes links shorter so you don't have a long link. Um, Curran put out a blog post uh, detailing how they were able to keep notes SAPs via use of a premium in-app purchase. So you're current on iOS, you can sap still with an in-app purchase system. And then finishing up with tech today is that no script uh, re-enables, it's like a plugin that re-enables saps in Damos for test flight users. I'm using it. I love it. I've been sapping insanely. So yes, use it. It's super cool. Now, well, I'm going to go back into like more uh, highlights of news. This week has been packed too because there's a lot going on in the world. But I think something that you guys mentioned already was that SpaceX has sold its Bitcoin holdings. So we can see it on the price. It was announced in the Wall Street Journal. Then I'm celebrating and announcing Avi Bura as part of one of the speakers from the Bitcoin conference in Amsterdam. So this amazing Nostrich pleb author and obviously the super cool blockchain one of the super cool blockchain radio hosts is going to be speaking at the bitcoin conference so congratulations avi let's give him all like a big hug applause i don't know whatever you guys thank you Marseille. i'm completely unnecessary I, I think he's gonna leave us i think that's what it's gonna be. He's, he, he's finally made it i hope he remembers us this was a completely unnecessary news item but thank you marseille it's not i'm here to celebrate everything you guys do so i'm super happy for you abby amazing um now blockstream celebrated six years of the boxing satellite being up in space isn't that super cool so i think this was yesterday so happy birthday blockstream satellite thank you for being out there um Max DeMarco released a new documentary that is featuring Mi Primer Bitcoin in El Salvador. I'm super close to Mi Primer Bitcoin. Um, my best friend slash uh, brother of the heart is one of their teachers, one of their first teachers, and he's featured on this, um, on this documentary. So please go check it out because I think what Mi Primer Bitcoin does is just what's needed for adoption to be successful in El Salvador, uh, starting with the children. And I am so proud of Napoleon for learning so much in these past few years and becoming one of the best teachers that I've ever had. His energy during that documentary uh, just just mm -hmm. boasted. I mean, he, he poured through my screen when I was, when I was watching that documentary. I, that's your friend. I did not know that. That's really cool. Yes. I, I think, uh, well, Martel knows him too, and, and she knows he's like one of the best people. <laughs> Yes, Avi, what were you going to say? I, I was, for, with my rudimentary Spanish, mi primer Bitcoin translates to my first Bitcoin. Is that right? Sorry, I forget that was in a different language. Mi primer Bitcoin is my first Bitcoin. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> my apologies right there. Um, so that was that. And then something that really caught my attention this week was uh, the guy Swan 
uh, did a breakdown on the math on how much money is going to the citizens of Maui and how much money the U.S. has been sending and how much more money is asking to send to Ukraine. Uh, what the heck? Like, the world is backwards. Like, why are we supporting war more than people that had their houses burned down to shambles? But I don't know, leaving this out there, because I think that the next note aligns to what is wrong with the world, which is that this week also it we celebrated 52 years celebrated is that the right word we commemorated 52 years of president nixon ending convertibility of the us to gold so cool story bro thank you for this <laughs> um and then another thing that also is like fiat world is going insane is that the two largest bitcoin mining pools uh, odell said that the two largest bitcoin mining pools in the world foundry usa and anpool are now requiring id verification on all miners that use them so this is basically doxing over 50 percent of the global hash rate again what is wrong with the world we need to rebel guys rebel and about to close up my lightning round with one cool announcement which is that bitcoin akasi did a cool art in um I don't know where in Africa, but I think they're in South Africa. South Africa, uh, yeah. Yes, in South Africa, representing Nasser, which looked amazing. I know I said amazing, QW. Are you, gonna, are you counting them to make fun of me later? I lost uh, count. I tried. <laughs> so, yeah, um, they did that. and it's It looks super cool. So check that out. Bitcoin Akasi, again, another... Um, group of people that are doing great job to boost uh, Bitcoin adoption and they're working with children, keeping them safe in areas of the world that really need it. And to close this up, I'm just going to give a little update on the Nostar party that's going to happen in Riga. So if you're going to be in Riga and you are a Nostrich, you better be going to this party. Uh, so we are almost done with recollect with the Geyser Fund um, recollecting money to be well sats to be able to have this party we're just missing a few more sats to be able to give our party captain anna the the tools that she needs in order to make sure that the party works out and that everyone's having fun all the time so if you haven't sapped or if you sapped already over 2100 sats to join this party please dm me i will add you to a cool secret telegram group for only party goers and we will have a blast in Riga. Uh, Avi and me will be there. So I'm sure every time Avi's there, I have a good time, everybody. It's a rock star party. So and I'm sure everyone will have a good time. Avi will have a Sharpie with them just in case anybody wants autographs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and also bring your Plepchin Radio t-shirt so he can sign them for you. Oh man, can you imagine? <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. That's just that's hilarious to think about. <laughs> that was well, it from the NASA report today, guys. <laughs> thank you, Marseille, for taking us through a lightning round that went through the gamut of emotions. It started with an incredibly touching and moving uh, piece about uh, Tatum, uh, and then you, you took us through uh, laughter and 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 then excitement about this uh, upcoming Riga party for those who are going to be there. So appreciate it. And now, folks, it is our pleasure to welcome Martel Fox to Plepchain Radio. Martel, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much. It's an absolute honor to be amongst professionals such as yourself. And yeah, I've listened to a few radio shows now with you guys. And yeah, just really inspired and in awe of your dedication and motivation and how 
you're creating this movement in Noster and really moving the whole culture of Noster. So happy to be here. Thanks for making me a part of it. You, you know, I've, I've heard that, uh, you know, there's no women in Bitcoin. Uh, it's all man driven, but I, I beg to differ. I think this cycle is going to be, uh, maybe the women are going to take the, uh, the reins here. I I've noticed, and I, I just kind of like thought about it today. I, I, I went back. I'm like, you know what we've had, I think seven women on our show featured, uh, and then Marseille, of course. Um, but it's just, I, it's pretty powerful. It's, it's, it's great to see that. It's great to, 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 to have voices really, uh, shining through. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy there's women like yourself, uh, to, to, to kind of take the torch and, 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 and keep pushing forward because our culture in general, uh, real, really needs that expansion. Um, you know, it's not all about just eating steaks, you know, and the Bitcoin women eat steaks too. I know, but you know what I mean. Oh, <laughs> there, yeah. There's a story exactly. here and there. That was a faux pas. <laughs> uh, I know exactly what you mean. But yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, Marseille, you were there in Miami. We were a few months ago at an event that had 250 Bitcoin women in person there. And it was awesome. And they're all hardcore Bitcoiners and of all walks of life. There's women from mining, from media, working in the tech scene, uh, doing all sorts of things. And now I'm a bit overwhelmed. It's like I have to meet all of these women. And, you know, there's tons of other Bitcoin women out there that, you know, haven't I haven't even met yet at events or online. And yeah, it's always a kindred spirit when you meet a fellow Bitcoin woman. I think Marseille would agree. I agree 100%. It's, I told my mom this today that it's so cool how we all just like love meeting each other. So Marseille, or not Marseille, Mar Martel. Look at that, Martel and Marseille. Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, um, what, what kind of got you into Bitcoin? What's kind of your origin? So yeah, a few years ago, I think full story, it, I was in a time of my life where it was right around like before late 20s, let's say, and feeling a bit like in an odd transition, basically very disappointed with the world around me and felt like out of place. I think touching on, you know, the Tatum story earlier, like having this kind of moment as well. And yeah, things felt very dark and gloomy. And around that time, you know, I was exposed to Bitcoin and didn't really fully grasp what it was. And then um, my partner, my fiance now, he was a Bitcoiner and started just telling me more, I think, culturally about Bitcoin and seeing like lightning adoption in the global south. And then we took a trip to El Salvador. And just when I was down there and you see like the people, they're using lightning. Everyone's excited. The whole ambiance feels like it's going up you know, trending upwards where in like US or Europe, it, it was feeling like everything's, you know, falling apart. And this is like pre 2020 or on 2020. And yeah, so there I went to Bitcoin Beach, I met Roman and Lexi of Hope House and, you know, just went to like chat with the kids who are working and studying there. And they all had, you know, massive hopes and dreams and huge ambitions and were so excited about life. And it was so therapeutic to be around people who were so optimistic and 
evidently, like obviously Bitcoin played a key role in that. And I think that's the moment where it all became really clear to me that this is the path forward. And yeah, very thankful for that experience. I've been to El Salvador a few times since then, but I would say it took it took seeing it in real life for me to actually understand it, even though I had some people around me prior to that experience trying to get me to understand. You know, Martel, there's this actually is just triggered a thought for me. Uh, you know, we, we've all listened to the Oliver Anthony uh, song QW re reference to right? Richmond, north of uh, Richmond. Um, and it, it just, and the reason it, it reminded me of, of that is uh, of what you were talking about, that, that, that stage you were in prior to finding Bitcoin. That song, it certainly captures the zeitgeist in the sense that it it acknowledges, but to an extent also sort of dwells pretty pretty deeply on uh, what's wrong with with the world today, right? And, and in that sense, it comes from a place of desperate, quiet desperation and hopelessness. But there is an other side to an equation. Part of the reason why Bitcoiners are such happy people is we can acknowledge that that darkness, but we don't live in that, right? We 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 are working towards the light. Um, so, totally. I, I think what what he, what he said just sort of fit into that for me. Yeah, I believe you can live in a dystopia or utopia, and it's entirely your choice. And at that moment, I was thinking, you know, I'm adulting. I'm in my late twenties, and thinking like, wow, the powers that exist in this world are literally too big, too powerful to change. And I've always been a dreamer my whole life, dreaming about, you know, making a change, making an impact. And I, I was having these thoughts where it's like, okay, well, maybe that was so silly and immature of me and naive. And being a, an adult means giving up on those silly dreams and just accepting, you know, life. I was feeling lifeless. So accepting that life is dark and is not in the best path, but yeah, thank thank goodness I found Bitcoin later and got back to dreaming and being optimistic. And that's, you know, it's really about the community here. All of the people in this group, I'm sure we've all had very similar experiences and mm -hmm. it's, it's something else when you meet tons of other people that feel like you do. It's very validating and it makes me more bullish every day. Yeah. I think one of the most incredible things for me, and I, I, I suspect a lot of people share this view, is uh, understanding Bitcoin has allowed me to capture this or recapture this childlike naivety, if you will, right? That and, and using just simple language like, wow, the world can be peaceful. We can be happy, right? It, it's stuff out of nursery rhymes, but that feels very real. Um, so, yeah, uh, that makes a lot of sense, Martel. And... What was, so what was that? So you, you found Bitcoin and it helped you through this transition. And it's, by the way, a, a very common theme, right, for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but from a practical standpoint, what did that look like? I know you worked at Ibex for a while, yeah. but was there something before Ibex? So, yeah. And I'm the type of person, once I, once I know, I go all in and, yeah, dive in head first. So... After that trip in El Salvador, so I was currently employed at the best job I could ever imagine, the dream job, 
And I started immediately thinking, well, I've, I've got to be involved in this. And I started observing the Bitcoin professional space. And I noticed there aren't a lot of human resource professionals. So I thought, you know, I was inspired to fill a hole, basically, that I saw in the industry and see, you know, where I could help the mission. And yeah, so before I was working for one company, I'd been with them for five years, a startup based in Paris basically started with them when they're about 10 people and, you know, wore multiple hats, helped grow the team to about 250 people, you know, hired in over 49 different countries, had almost 50% women, like really wonderful experience and, you know, best job in the world. I got to choose all of my teammates and very incredible experience. I was very attached, but at the same time while learning about Bitcoin, it was clear that, you know, I'd have to say goodbye to all the comforts I had and start over. And the criteria when I was you know, looking for Bitcoin companies, I was trying to find a company that had a really strong culture and great people. And yeah, met Ibex, met some teammates actually on one of the trips to El Salvador and just felt really like inspired by the individuals, felt like we could be fast friends. And yeah, from there, joined Ibex and loved my experience there. And, you know, of course, the market shifted. I got moved to a COO role, so not in people and talent anymore. And it was a good learning lesson for me to realize, like, okay, I prefer the people and talent. And it seemed like a high time to, you know, start my own endeavor, which today is Layer 4 Talent. It's been about four months since starting it. And it's going really well. Before we start talking about layer four, and we certainly that's a pretty meaty topic. Um, well, but let's just dwell on Ibex for a little bit, uh, as a company, right? It's uh, it provides a great service, right? I mean, I when I was in Bitcoin Amsterdam last year, Martel, when we that's when we met for the first time, uh, Ibex was the I guess the interface, right? Which uh, which everyone was using to pay for goods and services at yes. Beckon Amsterdam. So they were providing their point of sale system and you'll see them at a lot of conferences providing that solution, which is really awesome. It allows people to pay and transact in Bitcoin. And then, yeah, what's really incredible about Ibex, I think, you know, those, the products you've seen, like the point of sale are really just a demo of what Ibex technology can do. Basically, they're providing that same infrastructure to a lot of different companies, Bitcoin apps in the space, large conglomerates as well, huge companies in Latin America and you know, around the world. So, yeah, amazing team and an amazing product. So if you guys ever need any any you know point of sale system, if you're down in the audience, they actually offer that as a free product, Ibex Pay, if you go to ibexpay.io, you'll be able to sign up and it takes about a minute or two to set up and you can start accepting Bitcoin payments today. And they do offer the fiat uh, off-ramp end of day, right, for these businesses. Yeah, depending on where you're located, uh, I, I'm not sure end of day for every place, but yeah, that, that is one of the yeah. options. Now, was there Ibex like several other players um, until about six months or a year ago was very dependent on Prime Trust as that uh, liquidity provider, right? Um, so 
did you is that something you can even talk about that did you see any issues crop up with that with using prime trust as that fiat yeah offering? i know yeah we had switched i don't remember the other provider but i think we had switched early on to a different provider there were some like for customers i think there were some red flags popping up before it became really evident to the public got it and presumably i mean they're not on using prime no, trust anymore yeah I, I don't believe so to my knowledge absolutely not yeah yeah those red flags seem to be popping up for a, a lot of people yeah. using that service so yeah. <laughs> it looked like there was some transitioning going on and i think strike was one of the the main ones saying screw yeah. this i'm going self-custody yeah it's really interesting it it yeah, I don't know. I'll just share it because we're in close circle and Noster here. But I was actually headhunting the other day for like a compliance and regulations role. And I had seen a profile from that company we're talking about. And they had been a bartender right before having a very crucial role in Prime Trust. But yeah, it, it's interesting when you dig a little deeper behind some of these crypto companies and yeah, what always I'm always looking for the best talent out there. So I'm trying to dig under the hood at some of these companies that I might potentially work with or companies I work with work with them. Don't trust verify, right? Yeah, exactly. And so um, Avi. Yeah, it's fine. He he, you know, it's just Avi, no big deal. Uh, so it's so he's as we now he's too famous. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Avi, but uh, maybe he'll come back. But uh, as far as layer four talent goes, um, tell us kind of your what, what you do there. Obviously, um, it, it's it's your baby, but uh, tell me about it. Yeah, happy to tell you. So yeah, I, I do recruitment for Bitcoin companies mainly on the software side because that's you know the background for the last six years or so. I've been working on teams creating products. And I'm specializing in technical recruitment and leadership recruitment. So, you know, managerial to executive roles. And then for technical, it's like all, all levels of technical profiles, engineers and software developers. And yes, right now I probably have, you know, less than 10 clients. I'm going to try to keep it that way. Just do a really good job at recruiting for them and helping them grow and yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. Now I can, you know, after being in it for four months, I can be a little more discerning with the projects I'm taking on and just trying to work for products that solve real world problems with a Bitcoin element, but, you know, focused on really providing a solution out there in the world for people. And uh, you say four months, so did you start it four months ago? Yeah, exactly. So and what's kind of like the, I mean, growing a business like that, number one, you, you gotta be a little, uh, uh, just a little bit scared, uh, when you, when you, totally. when you, when you take that leap, talk about your process a little bit. Cause yeah. that's, that's kind of a, sure. it's a, a bit of a success story, even though it's been four months. Yeah. So I've, I've always wanted to start my own business. I've always, you know, just, I don't know, through working in tech too, you see so many people leave and, and go off and do their own thing. And yeah, it was a dream of mine. And I really lacked the courage for a very long time. And I thought, you know, oh, I couldn't do it. And I'd make up every excuse and often would say like, oh, the admin would be 
you know, too difficult, too much to set it up, you know, set up a company. And, you know, after working as a COO in another company, I realized, all right, if I'm going to do admin, I definitely can do, you know, this type of stuff for myself. And in fact, like, you know, registering the LLC and setting up the bank account, all of that stuff took minutes. There's such wonderful tools to support you uh, today. So, yeah, I think I just needed the final push from maybe it was having the strong network and Bitcoin community and realizing, you know, I can actually help people with my skill set. So one thing while I was at IBEX, I helped recruit their CTO. And through that process, met so many incredible candidates out there, like willing and, and eager to have a Bitcoin job. And I thought, wow, like, you know, someone needs to do this. Someone needs to facilitate these people finding the right role and helping these companies grow. And I thought, I'm definitely qualified for the role and the job myself. So just went on a total limb. And I thought, all right, maybe I'll have one client my first month. Like that was my goal. And it's incredible. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of X, especially, you know, now we have Noster. I definitely prefer Noster. But from the moment I started uh, my business, I po made a post on what was then Twitter. And I had a lot of Bitcoiners message me and, and give me some ideas for, you know, companies that needed work and uh, some companies themselves reach out to me. So, yeah, I, that's a, a huge surprise from entering the Bitcoin professional space. Uh, in my previous profession, we were always using LinkedIn and with Bitcoin, you know, we've been using Twitter. Now, I'd love to see all of that come to Noster, and I think it will eventually, but it's going to be a process. Yeah, and uh, since we're talking about that, uh, we did actually have, me and Avi were talking earlier, and and one of our kind of talking points was, is Noster uh, the, the LinkedIn for Bitcoiners? Uh, yeah. <laughs> And so um, let's 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 pull back a little bit. So with that, with that, um, you know, what's the talent de like demand and supply situation like? I, it, by the way, I love the fact that uh, we live in a world, of, you know, let's say our Bitcoin culture or Nostra culture, where we see so many gaps that need to be filled, uh, and we we have the opportunities that can just kind of present themselves um, in this in this uh, in this space. And you filled that. Um, you saw the. You saw, you know, when you do going through that in CTO interview process, you're seeing all these uh, beautiful candidates that need to find a home kind of deal. Um, so with that said, once you make the jump, um, did was there a lot of demand supply? Uh, or what's kind of the, yeah. the, the pros and cons? Yeah, ha happy to give the overall view of the talent landscape right now. It's very evident there's more candidates than jobs at this moment. So Bitcoin companies, you know, being in the bear market are being a little more deliberate about hiring and mainly hiring engineers right now, I'd say most of them are. And then you have a few other companies, though, like quite a few, actually, more than the ones I'm just working with that have raised recently. And so they're, you know, starting to grow. A lot of the founders, I think, have been using this time to really hunker down, build, I think when the market is a bear market, you have to be more resourceful. So you know, maybe they're looking for people who are generalists more than specialists, like one person that can wear three hats instead of hiring three specialists like you would in a bull market when you, know, you can do crazy hiring. So I think right now, you know, people are pretty hunkered down. 
having a lot more success with engineering profiles. Uh, what's interesting as well, I have at least three clients right now that you know, they're looking for a co-founder. It seems to be always technical co-founders that are really desirable uh, rather than a technical person looking for their uh, business side counterpart. But that's been really interesting, just seeing there's a lot of new ideas in the space. And I think when the next bull market happens, we'll see just an explosion of growth. That's when they'll all be hiring sales and marketers and have more resources to do all of that. I, I do want to say, because we talk about the bear market, I don't think, I mean, we've never seen where there's a global depression possibly happening too. So it's going to be very interesting how this market plays yeah. in the next year. Uh, and that could be part of the hunkering down as well. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, oh, how long, how much longer, you, you know, every day it's like, oh, we're on the brink of something. I can feel it. And then some days I'm like, wait a minute, we could go on another year like this, but we got to stay optimistic. I think that I'm hopeful for the having, but you know, this will be my first one actually understanding Bitcoin when it happens. And, you know, I'm hoping that same pattern strikes again, but yeah, as you alluded to, like the broader, the broader uh, economy right now, depression system that we're in might, yeah, might have an effect. So Martel, there, you know, there are a couple of scenarios here, right? We talk, so let's say we have someone who's in their twenties, they're out of college, they've, you know, fairly early in their career and they're looking to get into a Bitcoin job. So there's a scenario in which we're uh, in a bear market as sort of pretty much where we are right now, or uh, in a slightly more um, upward or positive looking market. Uh, what what is, How would they go about finding a, a job in Bitcoin? Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend someone who's recently graduated to definitely look on Bitcoin or jobs, the job board. Uh, also, you know, just as a young person, I think you need to pay close attention to what inspires you. I know when I was, you know, mid 20s or early 20s, I was applying to any job that I felt like I could fit into rather than evaluating them by, you know, what's best for me initially. So I'd advise young professionals, people that are recent grads or a few years in to really look into the different products and companies out there and try to find, you know, which mission resonates with you, which inspires you. And then once you determine a couple companies you really love, you know, just start networking with them, you know, add them on Twitter, share, you can share ideas with them, try to get connected with them in some way, go to events and meet them. And just, I think by showing that you're really a believer in what they're doing, that's going to make you a very attractive candidate once a role opens. And I always say, you know, if you don't ask, you don't get, you've got to be assertive, you've got to show initiative, and you've got to let them know that you want to work for them. And do you find that Bitcoin companies uh, tend to be more receptive to this sort of outreach? Because it, it is a bit hit or miss, right? If you're yeah. just someone looking for a corporate job and you reach out to folks at that company, yeah. you just you know, cold email them and nothing ever happens. It can be a bit disheartening. Yeah. Is that? Totally. Is, yeah. Yeah. I would say mo like 
don't feel disheartened. Most people are super busy and don't be shy to message twice. And, you know, I've had a lot of people that, you know, they rise to the top of my pile, so to speak, of, of resumes by just reminding me that they're there. And it, to me, it shows like, okay, this person really wants a job. I better you know, pay attention. But I think, I think you're right. It is hit or miss. You're shooting shots, but the more times you roll the dice and you put yourself out there, the odds will increase that, you know, at some point you'll get a response and the person who's going to respond to you, well, it means they're interested. So just keep going. You'll, you'll hear a lot of no's, but you'll get the yes eventually. So what would stand out for you as a recruiter, right? Uh, for a young professional resume or, you know, maybe if early twenties, year, few years out of college uh, and they've put together a resume, uh, what would stand out for you? Very good question. I'm just compiling my thoughts. I think a well put together resume stands out a lot, like having something, you know, beautifully designed. That's one thing that I think has changed over the last decade in the, I guess, recruiting or talent space, there's all these tools like Canva where people can make a resume that's beautiful. And I, I've seen candidates, they'll take the same branding from the company website and they will almost put, yeah, basically a presentation of themselves that's the same font, same colors, same everything as the company they want to apply for. So, you know, matching that branding, it also is a tailored uh, resume to that client. So they're going to notice it. It'll stand out. Uh, it'll show that you have good initiative, artistic eye, willing to go above and beyond. I think more than that, as for, you know, materials within the resume, uh, the more that you adapt that resume to that job. So for example, you know, going through, you, you could have the same three jobs listed, but there's different ways to describe your experience depending on the job that you want. So if you're going for a marketing role, you might want to list more marketing style tasks that you did in your previous job so that it's easy to make that relation. Uh, if you're doing like a crossover into a kind of a sidestep or a new career. And then I would say with your cover letters, you know, some companies care about them, some don't. But again, you know, customize it. Look at the company's values. What are their values? What's their mission? Now add all of that content into your cover letter or write the cover letter according to that. Don't paste the same cover letter to the same, all the same companies. It's really obvious when you do it and it doesn't look genuine. So that's kind of a pro tip. Uh, other than that, though, I mean, I just look for people who have, you know, maybe they've been at least a year or two in companies. If they're junior, I don't expect to see a huge length uh, there, but I expect to see, you know, a few different job experiences already and, you know, perhaps some extracurriculars. I'm looking for people who go above and beyond, who show initiatives. So you want to see an active profile with a lot of projects and interests. Yeah. Oh, that's sage advice, uh, Martel. Uh, and, and I guess the, the other kind, and would this actually apply uh, to both a bull market and a bear market? Or yeah. would you need to tailor your I think resume? In the, I think in the bull market, you're just going to have to be even more assertive because there'll be tons of, of people trying to get the same leader's attention or the hiring manager's attention. So 
I definitely advise anyone, if you want to get in the Bitcoin space, you know, at least start having conversations now, start opening the door, start trying to reach out to companies that you like now. And then, you know, maybe they can't hire you, but, you know, they appreciate your initiative and, you know, they keep you in mind for one of these roles. And then once the bull market picks up and they're expanding the company, they may be able to hire you. Yeah. And, you know, and maybe a, a question that resonates with um, some of our listeners a little more, or perhaps the previous one did as well, but, you know, you have a lot of Bitcoiners in their 30s and in their 40s. Many of them have families that, that they are supporting. Some of them have well-established fiat jobs that pay them uh, a, a meaningful wage that allows them to pay for the mortgages, to, to support their families, keep the lights on. And, and a little more, right? Uh, however, they're Bitcoiners and they're working a fiat job. So every day they're having to deal with this existential angst of doing something that's in the, in the grand scheme of things completely meaningless and they're looking to switch. However, they need to take care of their family still. That doesn't magically disappear. Uh, the, the mortgage needs to be paid. Mm-hmm. Lights need to be kept on. Is there a Bitcoin job for, for a well-established fiat professional? Oh, definitely. And that that type of person that you're describing is often the type of person I'm headhunting and, and trying to contract. But I would say, yeah, there's a there's a few very well-funded companies in the space. Uh, if you're looking, if you need more security, definitely look these companies up on Crunchbase, see when they've last raised their round and have if they have funds, then they're going to pay a more target market salary. Uh, unfortunately, I think it's it just the fact that the space is young and still maturing. And of course, on the talking about just the tech side, but I have seen that, you know, a lot of Bitcoiners are really willing to take a huge salary cut just so they can work on a Bitcoin job. And like you said, not have to experience the existential dread, but not everyone has that luxury. As you said, people have families, mortgages. There's a lot of things happening in people's lives. And this is the type of talent we need in this space. We need this maturity to come in. So yeah, there there definitely are plenty of companies that will hire those types, but I would say they don't outnumber the ones that you know aren't are paying a bit below market right now. However, usually when the companies are paying below market and when they are paying market salary, they are offering equity. So there is an upside to that, that, you know, you get in, you might take a salary cut, you get equity, and then, you know, in this amount of time, that equity might amount to some value. Again, it's a risk. You have to assess that risk on your own. But yeah. You know, Martel, I dream of a day uh, where Layer 4 talent uh, expands to the Nostra space as well. Uh, do you see something like that possibly happening? Yeah, I dream of it too. I, I mean, we'll see. I think there's so much potential here. And I, I'm just trying to learn from you guys like what's even possible. I, I'm not from a heavily technical background at all. But yeah, I dream of that. It's interesting, though. A lot of the projects are open source. I don't know if it will stay that way or it, how funding will come in but i'm sure there's ways to monetize yeah master. We're, we're here to master the value for value model and and what that model is we don't know yet um, but 
yeah. you know, when you when you're in this uh, freedom environment, um, that's really when the ideas come in in in, in a beautiful way. Uh, so I'm I'm very bullish on the culture. Um, price is nothing at this point. The yeah. culture is everything, um, and I'm seeing that sway to Noster and Bitcoin and Noster just becoming kind of a mesh mesh network. Um, so I, I think there's going to be a lot of surprises coming, and and, and you're you're really kind of in front of it. You know, uh, you started. Uh, I believe you came in February. Uh, you weren't part of the great hatching uh, that Jack that, that Jack wave in December, and you might have been maybe in a, a different account, but your your, your Fox account. Um, you know, it's pretty funny story how I heard about Noster. Let's hear I, it. Well, yeah, towards the end of the year, it became evident we needed a CTO, a new CTO at Ibex, so start head hunting and looking around, and I connected with Will. This is this was what it had to have been right before December. And we have an interview. This is, and I see, you know, he was at, what was he at? Like Block Street. He's, he has an incredible profile. Will is Adamus. He's really talented. And I found him on LinkedIn and I reached out, you know, bug him a few times to see if he would have a conversation with me about the role at Ibex. And he finally said yes. And we had a call. And it was the same day, apparently, where Jack had tweeted about Domus. And Will, like his phone, when we're interviewing, his phone was just blowing up. And he told me kind of towards, and I'm trying to figure out, he's telling me what Noster is. And I'm like, what? At that time, like completely over my head. I had no idea what he's saying. And his phone keeps blowing up. And then he, you know, told me the story of, oh, you know, the project I'm working on. Uh, Jack Dorsey tweeted about it. So I'm so sorry, like it, you know, not, not exactly, you know, feeling like interviewing for Ibex at that time, because everything was going really well. And so we concluded the call with him saying like, yeah, like, I think at the time you reached out, circumstances were different with Domus, and he would be a little bit more open minded to consider doing something different. But it changed very swiftly. And from that day, he knew, like, actually no he's going to do this full time so i was like okay like i get it that that makes sense happy to meet you and cool and then i stayed in touch with him on twitter or i think i had added him on twitter because i was yeah going hard sometimes with headhunting i'm like really bugging them like a linkedin a twitter message an email if i can uh so i stayed connected with him and then i'd just see his tweet i'd see you know people talking about noster and it took me until February. I should have done it that day, but I was also busy doing stuff. So it took me until February to get on and see what it's all about. And yeah, I loved it. I think it really kept me occupied through the the dark winter here in the mountains where I live. And yeah, that's that's how I found out about Noster. It's funny that you mentioned Will because he's one of the few uh, uh, one of the few clients that I've seen that are, are publicly posting job job opportunities. Yeah, and they would be an incredible team to work with. I know, I, I know at least him and Vanessa. I haven't met the other teammates, but uh, Mr. Yeah. E would be one of the main main okay. uh, their their yeah. son. <laughs> and just to clarify for folks listening who might not be aware, we're talking about. Will Casterin, the CEO and creator of Dhammas. Yes. 
Uh, QW, do you remember what role that is? Maybe we could give that some limelight here and people who hear. I don't. Uh, I do not. Do you, do you remember, Avi? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I right. saw. Well, I, I, I looked. I got excited, and it didn't say shit poster. So then I just threw it away. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting hired. <laughs> yeah. Well, if anyone but, in the audience wants an Oster job, I guess you know. Keep in touch with Will and the other founders of these. Oh, uh, Vanessa, I think is actually putting her hand up. Uh, All right, we'll no, do it live, we'll, KW. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's bring let's... it live. Where's Vanessa? Hey, V. <laughs> hey. Wait. Hello. Yes, God, I, we didn't realize you were in the audience. Uh, what? Yeah, let's talk real quick about that opening. Yeah, the job. Yeah, so I apologize because I've been in the bush for about a week. And there are a lot of applicants already, um, but it's so nice to have uh, Martel here. It's nice to hear you talk about the story. I haven't heard that story actually, so that's really cool that you and Will. Um, can you guys hear me? Is it okay? Yeah, You're it's a little, a little faint, low, if you but, could but we talk can kind of Okay, sorry, I'm in an airport again. Sorry, my life. Just um, scream in the airport. That's that's good for you. I'll just scream. Well, it's the Ottawa, Ontario airport, so there's no one here. It's just me and Mr. E. Um, but yeah, we are, we are looking to hire, um, potentially more than one person, but certainly one person definitely, uh, to basically work alongside Will, um, in developing Domus because we understand that he can't do it all. And we have great contributors, but they all have full-time jobs and they can't do everything either. So, and Martel, I know you have reached out to, you know, ask about different things and, you know, certainly if you have advice or people or anything, but yeah, we have probably, I'd say 10 really, really great candidates uh, who we're interviewing in the next uh, week or so, but that doesn't mean that other people can't apply because we would love anybody to join our team. And you're right, Mr. E is part of the uh, interview process. Obviously. That's it. Of, you know, he's our head marketing design. So, let's see. So, his yeah. his projects are in test flight, I believe. <laughs> yes, they're always in test flight. Yeah. Well, we we should explain for the for the audience listening to the recording yes. that Mr. E is uh, Will and Vanessa's uh, amazing son, who is what six or seven years old. He's seven. Yeah, he's seven. He, He's seven, and if you get a sticker from him, that's his stamp of approval. Aww. Yeah. Designer of our logo, um, in charge of all of our merch design and um, all of that. So, yeah. It, and to kind of elaborate, um, Will's we're looking for someone to develop Damas uh, kind of with him, but the Damas yeah. that he's looking to develop now, is, is that really focused on the website also um, possibly just kind of interoperable uh, between all interfaces? Yeah, so there's essentially three ongoing projects, I would say. One is Domus iOS, which we are completely still committed to, obviously, and as you guys saw, zaps are back or whatever, gave my... That script is genius, by the way. Um, yeah, I don't know who did that, but whatever, it's fine. Um, and then <laughs> there's the note deck, which would be interoperable 
for everything, basically. Um, and I would say there's like a third branch, which is other things, which he is working on. And that's where we'd like him to focus his attention. So um, we need people who are going to be like maintaining Domus iOS 100%. So that's kind of the key thing. Um, so yeah, so it's posted on um, Bitcoiner Jobs, and I'm trying to figure out how to do the ostrich job thing. Um, I'll do that. And then Sorry, Vanessa, you're breaking up. Is there something called ostrich jobs? Yeah, it's like I think it's ostrich jobs, right? There's a I I went on and I tried, and I, I just I don't have the internet where I am, so I, I can do it. I will put it on there. And Marco, if you know anyone, please send them our way. Sure. I, I think you guys are probably more connected to the dev and also dev scene, but I'll, <laughs> I'll take a page from your book and learn from you. Um, but that's awesome. I, I guess, yeah, everyone who's in the audience listening, if you're interested in this role, check it out on Bitcoin or Jobs. I just searched, I think it's called ostrich.work. Uh, ostrich I think that possibly is it. Anyways, yeah. All right. This was a, turned out to be a nice uh, matchmaking session yeah. uh, on yeah, blockchain sorry. radio. I didn't mean, I was just gonna <laughs> no, I mean, you, you, if we're talking about you and you're in the audience, you got to come up. So we, <laughs> no, we appreciate I just, it. Like, I, I'm, I'm like, I think that for you, we really need other people helping because we want to continue about this thing and we believe in it. It's so, so hard to do it. So, right, we, actually, I, just, I just saw I think there's another stuff that's happening. I get Vanessa, we can't hear. I know you're saying wonderful things, but we can't hear you very much. So you can't hear me? That's okay. That's okay. I just said, I, I think there's been some Twitter stuff happening, right? So that's for us. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you, and Vanessa. safe travels. Thank so, you. Martel, um, well, actually, we'll, we'll give Marseille a chance. Uh, Marseille, do you have any questions for Martel? Because I want to kind of take this back to our sermon and see what Martel's thoughts on that are. But uh, first, Marseille, if you have anything. I actually don't. I think Martel's pretty clear. I, I do wonder if she... Like, if I have a lot of people that come to me with resumes and ask me, like, hey, do you know about uh, where I can find a Bitcoin job? And I usually tell them, go check out Martel's Twitter profile. Oh, that's nice of you. <laughs> so I just send them over to you. But is is there anything like that on, like, like okay, you are helping companies recruit yeah. people, but, like, a pool on the other side? I would say, so I do have a, like a talent pool form on my website, layer4talent.com. And, but I appreciate you sending through Twitter. I, I try to be pretty active on Twitter, at least with answering those kind of messages. And then another place, you know, we've mentioned Bitcoin or jobs, but then there's also Bitcoin Talent Co. And there, so I think like for me, I'm specialized in tech and leadership roles. They're doing all kinds of roles. So they, and they're awesome. It's by Andy Thompson and Eric. Uh, I can't pronounce Eric's last name, but they're also amazing and helping place a lot of Bitcoiners in jobs. So 
yeah, feel free to check them out too. Thanks. Thank you. So, Marta, I, I, I certainly was not our intention for this to become a live recruitment <laughs> session. On, on, on I the love desk. it. I love it. We let's change totally some lives here. Me. If people out there in the audience need a job, like let's work on it. Let's do it. Uh, so, Marta, so maybe changing tracks a little bit and circling back to where we began the show with with our. Um, uh, talking about this low time preference thinking uh, versus, you know, stacking versus spending. Where do you fall on yeah. that? What are your thoughts? Yeah, actually, I'm glad you asked because I was thinking about that. I I think we you just have to be careful. I think part of self-love is like if you are working hard you know, to earn a living and earn a salary, you got to do things to take care of yourself too uh, and keep yourself motivated and treated well. So it's a balance, right? You know, don't be too frivolous. I made a post about like what I see a lot of times in, you know, modern cultures, like the treat yourself and it's like eating three cheeseburgers and you know, spending a bunch of money you don't have. But there's other nice ways to treat yourself. Like, you know, maybe Avi for you, it's like a really nice steak on a Friday with a glass of wine. Uh, for me, you know, every once in a while, I like to get a spa treatment. I really love that. And and try to take care of my skin. So I'm definitely on the side of like, yeah, I'm, I'm living, I'm a frugal person, but I do splurge on things that I feel like are a good reward. I think sometimes we forget to give ourselves gifts, but if you're working a job and you're, you know, saving, you're stacking sets, you can get yourself a gift every now and then you deserve it. Yeah, self-care is important. And I think, you know, I think we forget that, you know, we look like, let's say the Bitcoin starts, you know, it starts pumping up. You're like, oh, no, you know, it, we just got to get the panic out of our life. Yeah, Bitcoin stacking is always going to be there forever. <laughs> and one thing I forgot to say, which is super important to me, is just like good nutrition. And, you know, that's where I also treat myself as like, yeah, maybe I love fruit. So, you know, sometimes it, it can be pricey to get, you know, really good fruit, but I, I treat myself by going to the farmer's market and really, you know, buy whatever I want at the farmer's market, because one, it's supporting small businesses and farmers that are local to me. And two, it, it's really healthy food and I know where it's coming from. And so I would say that, yeah, it, it's a definite part of self-care is also caring a lot about what you're putting in, into your body. And I that's a low time preference thing because you want to be healthy you know, as long as you can. I have to ask, when you go to those farmer's markets, I mean, do you just can't help but ask them, do you take Bitcoin uh, and maybe even preach the gospel a little bit? You know, I, we need to do it. But so my fiance and I last year, we went to the farmer's market with like you know, a plan to onboard people to Bitcoin. And we, we each got a, what's it called? A um, clipboard. We had a clipboard, like thinking it'll, you know, make us look a little more serious. And we would ask people, I would ask, you know, all different types of people, you know, what do you, first question is like, have you heard of Bitcoin? Or what do you think of Bitcoin? And we got a range of answers. A lot of people said, oh, scam, it's a scam. And they didn't want to have anything about it. And then some people were curious, but honestly, we're a little 
disappointed in the result of our surveying at that farmer's market. But it's funny. So other friends of mine, they are farmers and I'm slowly orange pilling them. Uh, one of my friends, she's a rice farmer and I've known she's a Bitcoiner for a long time, just completely same values, sovereignty, freedom, truth, all of the same things that you see in the agriculture community resonate really well with the Bitcoin community. So, you know, talking to her about Bitcoin over the years and she's pretty curious, but like hasn't fully you know, stepped over. But then I had her download Wallet of Satoshi and I posted that to Twitter. She got over a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin from that post. And now she's all crazy about Bitcoin. So my lesson learned there is sometimes people need a little skin in the game. And even now it, she was just amazed. Like, how are these people sending this money to me? Why do they send it to me? Like, it's crazy. And I'm like, this is the Bitcoin community. I mean, she was receiving transactions all day, uh, the next day as well. And her wallet was just filling up. And that I think was a key moment to show like, no, these are real people who believe in this dream so strongly that they're going to send you money just knowing that, you know, picture of you saying you're a farmer and you're new to Bitcoin, people are, are welcoming you. So and that this, was this, that kind of adds to, uh, you know, Avi's post from last, last week, uh, culture is upstream from adoption. Um, and having this Noster space and having our, our Bitcoin community kind of have voices on an e even playing field and being able to do things locally, um, kind of just taking that culture uh, and, and making that infectious. And then the Bitcoin comes in type of thing. Um, you know, having that skin in the game is nice, but having, having the, the feeling of all those people that zapped you, uh, that's a whole nother thing, you know? Yeah. I love that. And I think it's such an amazing culture to be in the Bitcoin culture. It means we believe in a better future. So it's like, you know, a culture of optimism and winning and, you know, counter to, I guess the, like the leading culture right now is like worry and fear and, you know, dystopia. But I love that with Bitcoin and on Noster, it makes me feel like we're in a utopia, in fact. And yeah, really love that. You know, Martel, that is actually a great note to end the show on. We've almost been going for an hour with the interview. So we end on a note of hope and aspiration, um, as is the Bitcoin way. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate you taking the time. This is a great discussion. Thank you, Marseille. Uh, I will try and get you on one of these lightning rounds before while you're still on the road, but that's TBD. And thank you all in the audience, um, the live audience for listening in and the folks who are listening to the recording. KW? Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, as I close this uh, recording, I will always remind that uh, the live show, um, when we close this recording, uh, live audience can always ask uh, our guests um, questions. So uh, I will end it now, but uh, the fun is just beginning. Looking forward to that. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Avi, QW, Marseille. You're awesome for doing this and look forward to watching many more PubChain episodes or hear listening to them. And thanks, audience.